0: Okay, around the Gmarim Daphne Bays, continuing the Agadita about Chanufa, we said that uh, all the negative things we had about someone who mis- mischaracterizes someone and calls it a, tz- a Russia, a Tzadik, etc. Ramar Belazor, about six lines down. Call Ada sheish ish if you have a, a Kehila, a group of people, that that's their mida, that they, they just, everybody's okay, and everybody's a Tzadik. Me'usa Kenida, it's disgusting, like uh, Tomas Nida. She because the POSIX says... He adas konef galmod. Now over there, galmod really means in that. In the pashup shot, means they want not have children. They're yehidhi. They don't have children. But he says the gemara. But kish she be kroche ayam. Some foreign language. Karen and Nida galmuda. When they say galmuda, they actually mean like two mas nida. Because why? Because myri ma galmuda gemula da mi It's a. It's an abbreviation of this woman is separated yehidhi. ...from her husband, and therefore, Galmuda in, in the Pasuk... ...can be referred to a Nida, so Chanufa is like Nida. And another mimer of on this... ...vermer of Herbal Azor... ...Koleidash yeshpa Gaila. ...they'll also end up in golus... ...if they, again, mischaracterize people's... ...people's tzikas. like we just said... ...ki hadas hanof ...and there we use galmoid... ...in terms of a Nida... Here we use galmoi differently. It says by talking about Tzion Yushalayim this is talking about Yushalayim in, in the future. The Klal is going to come back to Yushalayim Yushalayim is going to say, "Wow, where do all these people come from?" I'm destroyed. I'm Galmud I don't have children. I sent it to Talking about the, the talking about the Geula eventually. But you see, over there, we use the word Galmuda in the reference of Geila, and therefore also by someone who has Chanufa could. Also, has to show me to goals. One more mimer about this. I'm Rabbi Yirmiyah Arba kitos e mekabels perei shechina. There are four kitos of people, four types of people that even though they're on the madriga, they learn Torah, they do mitzvahs, and they should be able to be mekabel penei shechina, but they are unable to because of these bad midas they have. They are kat leitzim people who don't take things seriously. Kat chanifim, people who, again, like we said, mischaracterize and called Roshayim tzadikim. Kat shakranim, people are liars. The kat mesapre lashanara, and people who talk lashanara, also who are looking for the negative in things. Where do we see this in Pesukim? Kat leitzim deksiv. Mashach yoday es leitzim. who pulls his hand away from people who are leitzim, <coughs> who don't take things seriously. Kat chanifim Ki Kiloy lefon of Chonof yavo of someone who's machanef, someone who uh, calls a Rosha Atzadiq cannot come in front of a Kharishbahu. Katshakwanim Dqsiv, Daiver Shkorim, Lui they can't be in front of a Kharoshbahu. And Kat Mesapulashra, the fourth one, Dixiv, Pasek says, oh. Ki lo el chafetz rosha ato. does not want rishos, lo yegurcha ra. You can't have people ra near HaKash which we say means, tzadik ato Hashem, lo beme b'megurcha ra. You will not let anybody kavi live amongst you who's bad. What does that have to do with Lashon Hara? So Rashi says, because the end of the Pasik says, the end of the Parshish says, ki ein befiu nechayna. Someone who does not have use his mouth properly. So, lies and Lashon Hara. So those are the people HaKash says, he can't live in my world. So those are all the agaritas about the the horrible trait of Chanufa. elunemar. Moving on to the continuation, of actually, of that parak of other things that are still also have we said. Had to be sent a lashon kaidish The next one was mshuach molchama. The parsha mshuach molchama. So what is mshuach molchama? So first of all, let's read the pesukim carefully inside before we go for that. So that is in parsha shayftim. Parsha shayftim in perkhes perkchaf. I'm sorry. says rabim We shouldn't be afraid when we go to war. Hashem lekechi who's going to protect us? when you get close to molchama v'nigash ha'koyin have to see who this koyin is. Some kind comes close. The Deber Elo Amen. He says to the people, and he says to the people two types of things. And he says, first of all, he says, Shema Yisrael, Atem Krever Mayon Muhama, Alaveichem. You're going to war against your enemies. A Yerech Lavavchem. Don't be afraid. Al Tiru Val Tachpesu Val Tarzu Mipneiim. Different lashiness of not being afraid. We'll see tomorrow the what these different lashiness are. Ki Hashem Alakechem <laughs> Alakechem Hashem is with you. We'll see what that means. Yalakem Lachem Yaveichem Lashiaschem. Then it says, "V'dibur Ashaytrom." So it's mashra. Just push and the puzzle. The Mar going to dash and all this. Push and the puzzle. The first pet piece. Avayir levavchem was the kain, some sort of kain speaking. Then the pasuk continues, Dibra Shaitrim. Then you have these officers, meaning uh, army officers of some sort. El amleber, they speak to the people and they say, miyash shabana byis chalosh v'leichan chay. Who are all these people that we know are putter from going to war? Someone who built a house and didn't have a chance to live in it. Yelach v'yashel abeisai peros mechamavishay v'leichan chenu miyash shanata kerem. Someone who planted a vineyard v'leichilo didn't have a chance to use it for four years. Just skipping miyash shayrasisha got married v'leibatcha. But he did not have a chance to do Nesuin. And so those are the people who are going to be Pater. And then the Patsukim continue. And then they continue to speak to the people. And they say, They also say, talk about people who are afraid to go to war. So it's mashma that there's three stages over here in the Patsukim. There's what the Kayin says. Then there's what the Shaitrim on, and then there's a third parish of the Shaitrim on. We're going to have to make sense out of all these psukim and understand what went on, who said what, and what they're referring to. So the mission says, Meshuach Mohammed. So this was a special kayin who was higher than a regular kayin, but he was lower than the regular kayin Gadol. As we'll see, he was the one who spoke to Urim Batubim. It seems to me he could wear and Agadim at certain times but he is not a full Kohen Gadol. He doesn't do the Malacha on Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, you have the regular Kohen Gadol. This was a Kohen Mashuach Moham. He was appointed specifically to help when they were, at times when they had to go to war. Whether he just had Merubah V'gadim or whether he was actually Nimshach V'shem and seems to be a whole discussion. Our Rashi says, Kohen is is Lekach, which is a strange sort of word that Rashi uses, the Srabe. There's another gear on the side that says, Nisbarah there's another guest on the side that says, So it's all discussion in the Rishonim of exactly how you get appointed to become this Moshuach Mohamah. But it is a Kayin, as we'll see in the Gemara, that's on a sort of a medium Darga. He's not on the Darga of a Kayin Godel, but he is definitely going to be appointed higher than a regular Kayin. So what does he say? B'shashu Meddabar Alam when he speaks to the people, So this speech that he says when he's reading these P'sukim that we just read, he reads them specifically in Lashen Kaidish. Sheh Nehmer. How do we know it's a Kayin Moshuach? And how do we know it's in Lashen Kaidish? The, the, the Mishnah says P'sukim. The Joshas. Of a nigash hakoyin, so it says v'nigash hakoyin. First of all, that means zekoyin meshokhul That's referring to the special koyin. Where do we see anything in that pasuk about a special koyin? Hold on, the gemara will explain. And then it says v'dibur eloham. It says v'dibur and He speaks to the people. So it says that means and kodesh. Where do we see anything in that pasuk that it means and kodesh? Again, we have to wait and see in the Psuk, And the gemara is going to explain the drash. And what does he say to them? So the first thing he says to them is, So that's a strange word to use, Shma'i Yisrael. So why is you Shema Yisrael? The more we'll explain. But our focus in the mission is going to be, He says you're going to be, obviously, you fight with enemies. You don't go to war with friends. What does it mean you're going to war with enemies? So the mission explains, most of the says that the mission is going to be say here in these psukim, the Kayin Gadol does not actually say these Pshatim. Says, the kaidish to says, That's all. We're explaining in the Mishnah what's the Pshat in these Pshatim, what he should be thinking, what the Am is supposed to be understanding, but there's not the words that he says. And he says, Be aware that when you're going to war, in this case, you're, it's not a civil war, it's an external war. You know, two points to keep in mind. Yeah, first of all, obviously, when, when we we don't have moshav when you have fights between Yehuda and Yisrael, that's, there's no moshav over there. More importantly, as we'll see in the Gemara, moshav was only when you're going to a mechamis reshus, okay? When you're going outside of Eretz Yisrael, the whole idea to fight other wars when they're fighting in Eretz Yisrael. So there's no idea of, well, you built a house and go home. No, 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 no. When you're fighting a molchemist mitzvah, everybody has to fight. Whether they also discussed and said if you're afraid, maybe you shouldn't fight, that's debatable whether there was a Meshach or not. But definitely, as we'll see in the gemara Sheik, there's no such thing as a getting a patur for molchamah by molchemist mitzvah. So here we're talking about specifically by molchemist hushush, when they're going to capture land outside the borders, normally of Eretz Yisrael. So he says, this is you're fighting with enemies over here. It's not a civil war. It's not like the regular Unfortunately, the wars we've seen throughout history in the Navi. Why? And what is, he point, what is his point with that? If you have a mochama between Yehuda and Yisrael, while the kings of Yisrael and the kings of Yehuda did not get along with each other, and they did fight wars as we're about to say the Psukim, but at the end of the day, they treated the POWs, they treated them very reasonably. Shenemah, the Pusik says, this was by a war that happened between the Melech of Ye- Yehuda and the Melech of Yisrael. And they captured, the Melech of Yisrael won this war, and they captured many, many people from Yehuda. And he said, was a whole bunch of people listed there, the leaders of the Yisrael move, or and they took all the prisoners, the and they dressed them in a shawl, they made sure they were dressed properly. They gave them shoes, they gave him clothes, they gave him to eat and to drink, they gave they sure they they put them on animals, and they actually returned them. Back to Yerichai, which is part of Malchus Yehuda. Shomron. And then the people from Yisrael went back to the Shomron, where their Malchus was. So they treated them nicely. So the, but the pulsing is tr- stressing is, you might be used to those type of wars, but that's not what's going to happen once you step out of the borders of Yisrael. Then you're fighting Oyvechem, and therefore you really need to be on top of the game. And you, there, there is what to be afraid, but Hashem will take care of you. Not be a I'm not sure if this is supposed to encourage or discourage people, but he's making sure that they understand what they're getting themselves into. And then the pasuk says, "Al don't be afraid in your heart." Al tiru don't shudder, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't be nervous. What are all these different Lashinas? So the Mishnah says as follows, In those days, and nowadays we have tanks and jeeps. In those days the horses, when you heard the, ho- the hoofbeats of the horses coming over the mountain, it was a terrifying sound. And they would bang all their, all their uh, swords together to make noise. It was just meant to scare and, and fear tactics in the war. Uh, so that is our yorech of Avchem. When it says, means They used to smash their shields together. And Kalguson was their boots. They had very, very uh, like leather boots, but on the bottom of the boots they used to put like nails. So they would, when they would march in, in line, you would like loud noises from them. Al don't be nervous, don't shudder. Mikol kranes from the from the trumpets they used to blow. Al if they called they used to scream. The I is going to go a little more detail about this, but there was lots. Of, part of the scare tactics of going to war in those times was noise, a lot of noise or things to make it look like the enemy has a huge, huge amount of people, and then the, and then the, want well, the other side would be afraid. So don't be afraid of that. Why? Hashem is with you. What does that mean? It means they are relying on human human strength and human strategy. You are coming with the kadosh and the Mishnah explains examples of that. For instance plishtim, when they were fighting with David, not fighting with David, fighting with Shol, when David defeated them, right, so their, their strategy was, we have Goliath so this big giant, uh, big giant, actually, and he's going, a soldier, and he's going to come fight with them, and as we'll see in the story in the base, Goliath gets defeated by small little David, and his head gets chopped off, and then all of the plishtim got defeated, so that's one example of a koshpohu uh, helping us in war in unnatural ways. Another example was There was a fight between David later on in Shmuel that David was trying to make peace with Amon. And he went to be Menachem. Oval. He sent some people to be Menachem Oval. One of the kings died, and they went to be Menachem Oval And they captured the the, the, uh, the representatives of David. They shaved off half their beards. And they made a whole bizide over there. David said, Let's go to war. So the Aminim Amay- the over there said, Oh, you want to go to war? No problem. They started hiring mercenaries from Aram Tsaivan, from all different places. And one of them they had over there was this person named Shaivach, also some sort of giant or very strong person. And Maya Saif, the Saif he also also defeated by Yoav and all the, the generals of David. Enough for Ammon. They also, and they were defeated. The Atem came. But you chayus, not like that goes with you. What does he mean goes with you? Means that could be who supports you. What does he mean he goes with you? because as we'll see, at least according to this Bible, the Aran one one of the it might have been multiple of them, but the one that had the Shivrailukhara, that one went with them to wars, certain wars, not exactly sure which wars they went to, but certain wars they went to, and therefore Koshech was hoi lech Says the Gemara, my comer. So what does it mean? It says we have to do it and kodesh because it says v'diber alam. What do we see in that words? Anything to do with Lush and kodesh? <speaking in Hebrew> it says by Hercines, as we said earlier, we <speaking> is <in Hebrew> clearly having the t- discussion with Moshe Rabbeinu in Lashon Kodesh. So while Lashon Kodesh I've come Lashon Kodesh we lose the of V'dibar over here by the Kain. It also has to be in Lashon Kodesh. It has to say over the Psukim the way they are written. Now, we still don't have to say anything about which Kain this was. So now which Kain? So you just pick a kind. In the the second part of the parsha, it says the shaitrim speak. Now shaitrim are appointed positions. They're not you're not born to be a shaiter. You're just a police officer. It's an appointed position. You you apply for the job. You get the job. But kahuna you're born into. So why is the pasuk comparing? The idea of the kahuna over here to the idea of the shaitrim, my shaitrim just like the Shaitrim were not born into that, they were appointed so we're not talking about Stama Koin, who was born a Kain, we're talking about a special kain that was appointed to a special position. Okay, so we already know a Kain that has a special position. The so maybe it's just a regular Kain godal that we're used to from Kippur, he also does this job as well. So no, do me the shaiter. Another aspect that has to be like the officers. The shaiter is not the highest position. The sheftim, Rashi says, are above the shaitrim. Right? The, the judges are above the police. In terms of you know various democratic institutions and who's in charge of what, right? So so the shaytim are in charge of the shaitrim, and therefore even though we're, we have people spear speaking, it's not the highest level people. So therefore it cannot be the kohen gadol af kohen So therefore it can't be the kohen gadol because he's the highest level. It must be one level below him. We don't have anybody below a Koyen Gadol. We have the Koin Gadol, we have everybody else. It must be there's a missing position. And that missing position is this Koyen Meshwach Mochama who's like a Koyen Gadol, but still has the Koin Gadol above him in hierarchy. So Kain says, The Melech is a higher madruga than the Kein As we saw, the Melech gets to sit in the Azara, the Kain doesn't. So the Melech is above him. It says The Melech might be above him in the hierarchy of, of Klayosov, but not in terms of Avaidah in the Besamikdash. In that particular Avaidah, there's nobody above the Kein And therefore, we can't be talking about the Kein We must be talking about someone below the Kein and that is this new position called Meshoach Mohamed. We have a we have a position called Skan Gadol. So there already is sort of a, a job there that's available. So why don't we take that Skan Coin Gadol and have him be the one who talks to the people. Why do we have to have a new position? Skan so does not really have any active job. The sanya amr gan That's who his family he was. gan mamuna. by If the kain goral gets a psul of carry or something, But kolzman the Koen not have a psul. Scan does nothing. So Therefore, scan is not really a mamuna. Kolzman, nothing happens over there. The scan is just a regular kain. If he's just a regular kain, we cannot call him a mamuna. And therefore, the, again, there must be a missing position. And the missing position is this pesuach mocham. Okay, so we've decided it's a special position called Shma Mocham. And he says to him, It's an interesting Lashen. It seems to be reminiscent of Shma we have in the morning. He's hinting to them. Even if you only do a Kabbalah, Kabbalah, Mitzvah, every morning and every evening, that is enough supposed to be to defeat the Goyim. So, therefore, Shema Yisrael, the importance of saying, Shema Yisrael, Come on, and morning and night. Says the, Mar, the truth is that this parsha, the way we have it set up, is actually a little bit misleading. This was not a single maimed. This was not a single act, uh, situation where the Koyan and the Shaichim got up and gave this whole speech. Rather, Pamayim midabri it was done twice in two halves, Rashi learns. Raman learns a little differently. Raman says some parts were repeated. Rashi says it was repeated, but it was actually split in half. What does that mean? Once on the way out... By the border, when they were leaving Eretz Yisrael, they did half the speech, and when they actually got to wherever they were going to fight, they said the second half of the speech. What does that mean? When they were on the border, what did he say? Then they would say, well, if you are not going to be the people who are going to be fighting, because you d- just got married in into nisuin, or you just planted a vineyard, or all these different people we talk about, then there's no point in leaving Eretz Yisrael now and traveling with us if you're not going to fight. Go back now. We'll see. Those people have other jobs they have to do. They have to part of they're part of the logistics team to provide water and food, etc. But we don't. There's no reason for you to leave Eretz Israel. So there's just. Say your, say your thing and go home. But when they actually got to the war, then they said, now you're here already. So now, there's not, now you're here already. Now you cannot be afraid. Now you have to get, get, get your courage up and go fight. We're going to have to see tomorrow when we discuss who says what how this Rashi sort of makes sense, because we're going to split up tomorrow. Some parts the Kain said, part said, some parts the Shaitim said, some parts the Shaitim repeated what the Kayin said, so we're going to have to go back and figure out, according to this Kamara uh-huh. to where uh-huh. everybody was when who said what. We'll discuss it more tomorrow. So we said to them, you have to have a lot of courage. Arbriss says it slightly differently than the Mishnah. Can I get the four things that goyim do specifically when they're at war to scare people. Magifin, Marien, Tzavokhin, Verimsin. So Rashi says that we had slightly differently than we had in the Mishnah. Rashi says Magifin is Betrisin with their shields, they smash them. Marien is obviously Trua, they're blowing shayfres. Tzavokhin is they scream, and Raim'sim is they make noises with their horses. So this is a little bit different than we had in the Mishnah, because Rashi says in the Mishnah we talked about Sikhs Khaivrs, they used to smash their their swords together and they used to stomp with their with their with their boots. Rashi says those things are just part of going to war. Those are not necessarily there to scare people. The extraneous noises of the shafts and the screaming and the horses, that was done specifically for scare purposes, and that's what these Lafour Lashinas are referring to. The Gemara takes the opportunity, as it does in this Masechta quite a bit, to go off-topic off and talk about other things that are interesting. So we mentioned in the Mishnah that two examples we had of situations where Kaleisel was saved, one of them was by Goliath by Goliath and Plishtim. The story by Goliath, just remember, is uh, the Plishtim came to Muhammad against Shul, against Shol. Shul was the king at this stage. Um, it was right here, right down the block, right down the block, uh, right, down the block in, 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 uh, right here by, not by, Estrol, by, by Well, It wasn't called 38 then. It was called MK <laughs> was, there was, there was, then. And <laughs> there was two mountains. And the Jews are on one mountain and the Plishtim on the other mountain. And at some point, this giant, as we'll see over here, Goliath stepped out and he said, listen, we're wasting our time with this giant war, we have to fight this war. You pick us one guy, come fight with me. And whoever wins, that's it. And if, if the, I win, the push to win. And if the Jews win, if the, whoever you pick to fight me wins, then we'll give in and we'll give up. and that's, that's a kind of smart way to go to war: just one, one casualty and we're done. Um, but I, and this went on and on and on, and nobody, everyone was afraid to fight him. At some point, David who at that point had already met Shol, at least it sounds like, from the Psukim, but he was not at war, he was one of the, the kids, and all his brothers were at the war. Yishai sent David to bring them food packages. When he got there, he sees what's going on over there, and they tell him, oh, this guy is, you know, is being a- <laughs> 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 he's saying all kinds of negative things about a Kosh <laughs> <laughs> as we'll see in the Psukim. And David said, okay, I'll take care of that. And they said, yeah, very funny, go home. And he said, no, I can really do it, and... Shoal gave him all of his armor and everything. He couldn't walk. He couldn't fight. So he took it all off and he went and threw. A, as we know the story, he took a slingshot, threw a stone, landed in Goliath's forehead. He fell. He died. He chopped off his head. Game over. Um, and that led to that led to David HaMelech rising in in stature and nature. It also led to Shool really hating him because he got all jealous. And the whole story the whole story goes goes from there. From there. So the Gemara says, who is this Goliath? Goliath. The name Goliath is because he was he was the Azus Ponim against the Qurishpahu of the He was he was a chutzpah. When he said, Choose a man and come fight with me, when he said the word ish he didn't mean a, a Jewish soldier. He meant He meant I can fight with God Himself. Right? That's what he say in Az Yashir. So when he said Ish, he was hinting well done. whether he actually meant it or Malach meant it, whatever it is, that I can fight with the Kharishboku. Amr said, Oh, really? I'm going to make you fall not just in an Ish, but to a Benish, to a little kid. Shanemra, over there, David is referred to as the David Ben Ish David was Ben Ish He was from Ephrat, from that area near Beit but he was called Ben Ish as a reference to he's going to go fight with this Goliath. Three things Goliath said, he was saying them to boast, and they actually turned against him. There were three things that, like we say, right? don't say something, because it might actually happen. And what happened over here, for instance, he said, is sort of a negative thing, he will come down on me, and that's exactly what happened. David brought him down. Idach. another thing Goliath said, If you can fight with me and hit me, that's exactly what happened, he hit him. he said to David, He said, what, you, you think I'm a dog, you could just come with a stick, he saw David had no weapons really, you're coming with me with a stick, and therefore that's stuck it, David used a stick, and he was able to, to defeat him. So why is this an important point? David, David, when he talked to Goliath, he said, You are coming to fight me with a sword, with a shield, with a kid. It was like some sort of face mask they had. Uh, so you see, David spoke positively about Goliath. He says, No, because that, that wasn't David's point. David's point was... David's point wasn't that you're strong. David's point was, you think you're strong, and I'm coming with Kodesh Boch, who you started up with, showing that I'm the strong one. So even though David was saying positive things, David didn't mean it positively, he meant it like, uh, sort of sarcastically. This is before David got there. It says the plishti would come every morning and every night. What does that mean? He Davka, would come out and taunt them during davening shachris and during davening by As we just said in Ammon Aleph that Kalei Yisrael is in the Mulchama beschus kreyesh ma So Goliath was trying to take advantage and bother them then so they wouldn't have proper kavana. This is an interesting one. So he did this. He taunted them for 40 days. Where did he get the to, to do this for forty days? the forty days that the was given? What does that mean? So Rashi says something very interesting over here. Rashi says The Torah was delayed for forty days. If that gave Goliath the the ability. To stand for what? When was the Torah delayed for 40 days? What are we talking about over here? We don't know the Torah was delayed for 40 days. We had Maimonai Sinai, Abenu went up, learned for 40 days, and brought us the the Luchas and Shalmah Yisrael. So some of Harshim say that when Kla Yisrael told her B'edisham after the first two divers, we can't hear it anymore directly from you. We want to hear it from Meshra Abenu. That actually was what caused Moshe Rabbeinu to have to go and learn the Torah for 40 days. If they would have heard the there was directly, all 10 of them directly then they would have been able to get the rest of the Torah directly themselves as well and they wouldn't have had to wait for Moshe Rabbeinu to go up for 40 days and then bring it back later. So there is at least there's no other Gemara that actually says this. But there is this Gemara, some hint that there was some Taina in Klai Yisrael and because of that Taina this Goliath had the ability to be to say 40 days. Isn't there, isn't there, isn't there, did the that that was that was afterwards. That was, was afterwards. Maybe, maybe could be could was, be referred to that. Could be could be referring to that. Doesn't say that, but it could be. ish so when it says, and he came out to fight with them, he was called Ish-Habinim. Now in the Mepharsheh Navi, the Ish-Habinim means that he was between the two mountains. There was a mountain with Klai Yisrael, there was a mountain with the Plishtim, and he was standing between them. But the he going to darshan the Binim to mean something deeper. <laughs> he was perfect. He was strong. He had no weaknesses. Shmuel <laughs> Amar <laughs> he was so giant that, as we'll see in a few minutes there was actually four brothers and he was the, only a medium sized one there was a the bigger ones and they all came to fight close, so we'll see later on The <laughs> baby he's just like a like a building he's impossible to take down Reichen says more negatively all these were positive Reichen says negatively his mother who we'll see his mother was in a second was Mazana with many many people and she didn't know who his father was Therefore, he was called be, me, Binim. Bina means he's from one of these fathers, but I don't know who his father actually was. And that's, it was a negative thing about him. Golias Shmoi Migat. He's from Golias, from Gat, from the south part of Canaan. Tunner of Yosef. What does it mean, Gat? It's a play on words over here. Shahakol Ima Kigat. His mother's Mazana a like a Gat. When you, go to, when you squeeze grapes to scrape oil, you, everyone goes and steps on and smashes it. So that's what the Lashin of Gat means. Now, Ksiv, it says in the Pesach, let's read the full full Vumadabrimam v'nei isha benim, oyleh golias haplishti shvai migat, mi ma'arachois plishtim. Pesachot mi ma'arachois haplishtim means he came from the, from the, a maracha is all the, the soldiers that are stood up there. The but it's a, what? The ranks. Ranks. Okay, fancy, fancy word. Mm-hmm. Ranks. Okay, but it's a Kri Ksiv. We pronounce it marachois, but if you actually re, re, look in the Navi, it's written without the choth. Me'aroyis, okay. So what does we're in mean? We're in a Marachoyis. Tzadok Yosef, Shachol Hara u'Beimai. Me'aroyis is Alashon Harah. Harah is the beginning of the Ma'ase Bia. We called Harah is the beginning of the Ma'ase Bia. So again, stressing that his mother was Mezana like a Okay. So who is his mother? So here's where it gets interesting. His mother was Arpa okay we're familiar with Arpa from Rus coming up on shores right so we know that there was these two sisters Arpa and Rus who married into the Mishpach of Eli Melach and then they Rus stayed around and from her comes David Melach and the whole story and Arpa goes back okay Arpa goes back what Arpa goes back to Moab they were to Moab okay, okay said so I don't, that's not that's not my problem these are mercenaries it sounds like they're mercenaries okay so she goes back and as we'll see she has four children and they're all giants and Goliath is one of those. Now, later on, it talks, Goliath is killed here at the beginning of the story. Later on, David fights with another one of them called Yishbi Benoiv, another one of these giants. And over there, by Yishbi Benoiv, it says that he came from Harpa, with a hay. Okay, now we know where you refer to her. Now, Harpa over there, Pashim Shadow again, Harpa over there does not mean a name, but we're Dashim, we here to mean Harpa as, as in Arpa. So it says the Gemara, Ksiv Harpa, Uksiv Arpa. We know in Rush she's called Arpa with an ayin. But over there in the Pesukim, in Shmuel, is refers to someone named Harpa with a hey. It's the same person? Yes, it's the same person. Shrava Shmuel, Harpa Shmuel, her name was with a hey. Lameka Shmuel, Harpa, Shakol Arphan, just like we said, she was Mazana, she was a Zaina, And everybody's being Mazana with this, Arpa. is a Russian of Miznus, like, a, like an animal, from, from, from uh, not Panim, can I get Panim? And that's why it's called orphan. that's why she was called Arpa, she was famous for that apparently. Her name is with an ayin. Again, everyone's mazan with her. Harifos are the wheat or sheaves that you put out on the floor and everyone steps on them, that's called Harifais so again, everybody's stepping on them, everybody's being Mazana with this woman we see the lashon of Harifais this is when she was hiding people who were going back to tell David and where everything was going on and she covered it over with straw and hay so that's where Harifais comes from another Pesach says if you try to crush someone who's bad Harifais Ba'ali like you, crush, uh, like you crush sheaves or, or, or that when, when you're going to be trying to take out the seeds. Anyways, all we see from this is the Lashon of Harifa, is Arpa is something that gets stepped on by a lot of people, and that was the idea of Arpa that she was mizanella. This Arba the yuldu Leharpa Begat, David all David defeated throughout his lifetime, all four of these giants. Mainyu, who are these four giants? I'm Chista, Saf. Madoin, Goliath, and Yishbi Benoiv, that was their names. It says, mm-hmm. what does that make sense, That's beautiful. Arpa says, Thank you very much, I'm going home. And Rus stays. So mm-hmm. the one who's kissed and stayed, the kissed and left, I'm sorry, the Yiplubiyad and should be fallen in the hands of the children of Rus, who ended up staying part of Klayuso. Where did Arpa have the schus to have such children? Biskar Arba Arpa, she cried four tears. Al when she left over there. Arba That's how she got these four giants. She lifted up her voice, which is Mashma plural. in plural. and she cried a second time. So we say it's double two tears. She had four tears. That was the four children that she had. Another thing it says over there by Goliath is that he had. Now, it's written again, it's a creek sieve. It says it with an I in eights, which is like a handle, something made of wood. And we read it, like either referring to. Arrows referring to something we kept a sword in. So, Korinon eight. So, it's actually it says and we read it with an ayin. So, Amar shvach The reason it's we're there with the ches, even though we pronounce it with an ayin, is to teach you that all the things we said about him—how strong he was, and he had no moment. he was as tall as, a, tall as a building, and strong as this—that's not even half of the shvach. But mikansha also sap we only tell you this is half because we don't want to tell you the rest. It's Russia. Why do we want to tell you so much good things about him? So then, why do we tell me anything good about him? Because if we don't tell you how good he was, then you won't realize the nace that David was able to defeat him. So we have to tell you a little bit about him, but we're telling you this is only half the dark, We tell you there's much more, but we don't want to talk so much about Arash. So we talked over there in the, in the Mishnah that there was another time where David HaMelech defeated these amazing generals, these amazing and One was named Shaivach so by Amon. Here also we have a creek sip. This is not a Creek Ksiv, this is, as we mentioned a few times, we have discrepancies between what it says in Navi and what it says in Divriyayam. So one time it says him with a base, Shovach, one time it says it with a pay, Shofach. So it's the same person, he was one of the Geisha kings, one of the Geisha generals. So what does it mean, these two different names? Rabbi Shemuel, his name was with a pay. He was like, a, again, a tall building, a migdal, that he was very strong, and yet, David and Yoav defeated him. Anybody who went to war with him just melted away and poured out. They were, they were unable to defeat him. The Pesach says, the Pesach is in Yirmeyam, Kulam gibayrim that you will be like a, when you're fighting with the guy and there will be like a kever patuach waiting for p- dead people, and they're very strong. What is this passage referring to? Rav Shmuel, Rav Ravasi, When they throw an arrow, one arrow can cause many, many deaths. That's like a missile of some sort, right? So it's a, so that, that's exactly referring to. So that means that they doesn't mean they're strong; just means they're very accurate. They're, they're sharpshooters. So but no. So it's the classic telling you that they're both they they're very strong and they can kill a lot of people in the war, and yet we defeated them. When they went to the bathroom, instead of saying something so nice about them, instead of saying something not so nice about them, now when they went to the bathroom, they made piles and piles of dung. Okay? This is showing that they're, they're big, they're okay? big, strong, they eat a lot. Maybe just means that they, 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 you know, they have stomach issues. And if you have stomach issues, that's why you go to the bathroom. All Not because you're big and strong and eat a lot. So, That's what the stress is. They, they go to the bathroom a lot because they're so big, they're giants. Therefore, they're you know, like an elephant. It just makes giant amounts of dung. But it's just expressing their strength uh, in a sort of negative way. We see from this, the fact that we're talking about this. If you do have a lot of issues going to the bathroom that's not just because you're big and strong I mean it could be but if it's not you're big and strong that clearly means you have some illness in the stomach that just means you should make sure you find a doctor and make sure someone can take care of you properly one more point ish This is just a Greek sieve that we have in the pasuk. Is kind of a strange word. that We're bringing it like we brought these other ones. The pasuk says a mishle: when you're nervous, yisachena. What does it mean, Yisochena? So ravami ravasi, chana mi daita. Try to push it off, distract yourself. If you have stress, so distract yourself with something else that, that get it, take it off your mind. You should go find yourself a nice shrink, a nice psychologist, and a social worker. Talk it over. The more you talk it over, you get it out of your nefesh. That's what the Pasuk Mishnah is saying. That's a better way to reduce the amount of stress. We'll continue more about the Meshach.